Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Hey, hey, oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-persevering Louis Fox. That's right. I'm like the Andy Dufresne who just crawled out of the sewer. I persevered. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, I only say that, I, I maybe used the wrong uh, word because I was trying to get to the point that you're so busy that I here I am in Seattle to record with you, and you're like, I got like an hour before I got to go <laughs> yeah, do Persevering is not what I know. that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, I typed busy into the thesaurus, and it came, persevering came up. So I should have said like overloaded, assidious, occupied, diligent, having a full plate. Those are what I should have You should have used with. every word except the one you chose. <laughs> Is there a circle with a little hash mark through it? <laughs> no, pretty much. Uh, yeah, man, it's uh, kind of disappointing that we're only going to be recording this. You know, you got shit to do. I do. Man, I, do. I drove all this way to record with you, and I get one hour of your time. You get uno hora. I just sent your daughter some uh, some stuff in the mail. Did she get it? She got it. I don't know what she, okay, I handed cool. her the envelope. Tell, I told her not to show you. Okay. So. <laughs> it's, all, it's, it's all donkey pictures. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, how are things going, man? Doing good, doing good. I got to get uh, a nail pulled out of the tire of my car today. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, big time. Riveting. <laughs> wow. Yeah, what are you up to up here? Uh, just hanging out. Uh, Erica's doing some doctor's appointments, and uh, I'm just, we're kicking it. Now, is she the doctor, or is she the patient? <laughs> she is the patient. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we're just up here hanging out, getting some good vegan food, and uh, doing some recording with you, man. Now, it's, when uh, she goes to the doctor, does she ever like go, I'm a doctor? Is it? No. <laughs> be like i'm my own second no opinion. when someone says on the on the airplane is there any doctors on the plane she's like well yeah i'm a i'm a phd in neuroscience well good because this guy's got a brain issue <laughs> yeah no that doesn't work ah okay uh, that would be very disappointing you guys needed a doctor i'm here to help all right yeah give him cpr oh i'm not that sort of doctor. i got a phd in philosophy yes <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, she doesn't drop the, I'm a doctor too, so, uh, okay. you know, don't worry, give me the x-ray. <laughs> I'd be given a second opinion on the bill. I'd be like, I'm a doctor, and uh, sutures do not cost that much. Yeah, like, do I get a discount because I'm also a doctor? Yeah, we give a professional discount. They're like, uh, did you do the work yourself? <laughs> it's like taking your car to the mechanic being like, hey, you know what, uh, do I get a discount because I didn't work on my car, my own car, and uh, I'm a mechanic also? Yeah, well, there's uh, a buddy of mine was somewhere in his van needed a part. And so the place is like, the part is $300. And he's like, dude, they're online for $99. Uh, and the guy's like, sure, we can install it, but there's like a $400 your part fee. <laughs> Just the FU price? Yeah. It's like, my buddy's like, then what? <laughs> yeah, they don't like that because I've brought my own parts to mechanics before and they're like, yeah, we don't use that type. I'm like, that's the that's the brand. That's the what comes with the car. Yeah, it's the OEM. Come on. <laughs> All right, Louis, let's get to the story. Let's do it.
now for some weird news. This story comes from news.sky.com. That's a news source more reliable than a priest teaching a class on evolution. You don't think you could, uh, he would have the ability to teach both sides of the coin, Louis? <laughs> oh, yeah, he would, he would be able to show both sides of it. That's Remember when we went to that dinosaur museum in, where <laughs> were, was it Wyoming? <laughs> yes. We were at some sort of dinosaur museum. We're walking through the museum and there was like this dude, like sort of challenging the existence of dinosaurs. But he, he would chat you up. He'd be like. Hey, how you doing? This dinosaur's pretty cool. You know they're not real, and it's a plot by Satan. Yeah, and he, he didn't, like, didn't work there. Right? He was just like a paying customer. Well, and that was the thing, was when we were leaving, there was a guy who was complaining to like the manager. The manager goes, he bought a ticket. There's nothing yeah, I can do. My hands are tied. God damn it, he comes here every day. He's a pass holder. <laughs> He's our biggest donor. <laughs> For someone who doesn't believe in dinosaurs, you give a lot of money to the Dinosaur Museum. (laughs) Uh, Story goes, religious artwork removed after local priest and businessman found among holy images. I don't think the images are holy. It's a painting. Yeah, well, there is. It's kind of weird because it looks like a very modern painting, right? It looks like. Well, it is. It was done recently. No, no, no. But even the style. Yeah. I mean, Jesus is on his iPhone. Yeah. Jesus is, (laughs) you know, got the new Beats by Dre (laughs) headphones on. He's got his Air Jordans. Moses' tablets is an iPad. (laughs) Uh, So it, but it's, it looks, doesn't look old and it, it features sort of modern styles. I would say. Yeah. No, everyone's got, no one has like Jesus hair. Everyone has like a, a high you know, a lightning bolt and you know the Seattle <laughs> skyline in the back the painting was gifted to the cathedral of Canosa in Puglia southern Italy but caused controversy upon further inspection I like that someone's inspecting that they're like okay we got to make sure there's no no easter eggs hidden in this if i pause it if i hit play at the same time as dark side of the moon you can see the witch being hung in the back yeah right um, I don't think you have to really inspect it. There's a two dudes <laughs> right in the middle of the painting that yeah. look look like the people, and both look out of place too. Yeah, right. Like one guy's wearing a mask, the other guy is like sort of creeping behind a cross, which is super creepy. The image featured the boss of the charity, which commissioned the seventeen thousand dollar painting of Saint Sabinus meeting Saint Benedict, as well as the priest who runs the cathedral. I like that the meeting of Saint Sabinus and Saint Benedict. There's a dude wearing like a, a COVID. Mask. Mask. Yeah, the, the dude, apparently the guy who runs the charity is in it and he's in the front. He's in the very, he's very kind of the in first the person you see. Yeah. And he's wearing a COVID mask or I should, we should just say mask. Well, but so you don't, you don't, there's no confusion. It's the yeah, surgical the, style yeah. mask. Artists wanted to portray two authoritative representatives of community. So of course you pick the guy who's paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> The guy who's shelling out 17,000 euros. People shared their own reproductions of the artwork online, featuring other other famous faces inserted onto the canvas. Giuseppe Antonio Lamusio, the artist behind the painting, told local media that he claims full autonomy in my interpretive choices. Yeah, it just happens to feature the two people who's buttering your bread. Yeah, right? (laughs) He said his choice of the subjects represented in the representing the composition was a result of a free artistic interpretation dictated by the need to tell the story of devotion to the saints. Yeah. You wouldn't put, I don't know, some kid in an orphanage. He had such devotion to the saints that he gave me 17,000 euros. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'd look for. when I. Um... Well, the question is how much of that did you tithe? 
Yeah, true. He said during the process, they had both asked not to be portrayed. But it seems he tried to make them less evident by adding a COVID face mask to Sergio Fontana, president of the Archaeological Foundation of Canosa, and hiding father Felice Bacios behind a cross. That's the thing is that they asked not to be in it. Like, that's, yeah, that's a little weird. Th- that means you asked them. Because it's not like I commission a painting and then I'm like, P.S., don't put me in it. Well, and it says that, you know, later in the article, we'll, we'll end it here, but he says he's willing to revise the work. So what do you think that, I mean, they asked not to be in it. You put it in it as like a, yeah, you, you sort of went against their wishes. And now you're saying you, you shouldn't even have to revise it. Make a new one. Yeah. And then he auction off the old one. Although the one there's another guy that looks like Bradley Cooper in there. Yeah, no, the guy everyone ho- holding the feather pen. I think everyone looks like someone in this, with the exception uh, of the actual saints. Yeah, yeah, that baby looks like every other baby I've ever seen. Totally, that that teenage girl looks way bored, like every teenage girl I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't even think that this painting is that great. I'm sort of like, why would you do the seventeen thousand like, dollars? Yeah. Go get a Banksy or something. Yeah, for 17 grand. I mean, you could do something like have a bunch of kids draw this and donate the rest of the money to charity. Yeah, right? It's it's kind of silly. And uh, well, here's what you do is you get a bunch of cats and you dress them up like this. Take that picture. 17. But that's the thing. It's like, you know, if you're trying to do an FU, which it seems like he sort of is because he's painting the people who requested not to be painted. Yeah. Like hide them somewhere. You know, be like, you know, so in 500 years, people are like, oh, yeah, check out the behind that little curtain. There's the the doctor who, you if know. If you fold it in half like a mad magazine. Yeah, if you cross your eyes and stand at this 100 feet exactly at sunset, you will see uh, the the code for his mother's brownies. Yeah, well, they have that paint that um, there's a paint that's like reflective that you can't see with your eye. But if you take a picture with a flash on your phone, it'll show up in the phone uh, image. I would like put them, yeah, paint them in that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. I, I'm not a huge fan of this story, but, uh, you know, hey, I hope they get the painting they want. <laughs> yes. At the end of the day, I hope they take the influential people of the community off of the painting. <laughs> I guess so. This story comes from APnews.com. That's a news source more reliable than going on a hike with a cannibal. You don't think uh, it's okay to go on a hike with a cannibal? <laughs> He's like, don't pack a lunch. <laughs> Not an overnight hike. <laughs> it's a day, like a day <laughs> hike, you know, where there's other people around. All right, the story goes, New York City man rescued twice in two days on Arizona hikes. He's like, new record, bro. New York City rules. Flagstaff, Arizona. A New York City man who needed to be rescued twice on consecutive days while hiking in a northern Arizona mountain range is urging others to pay more attention to winter weather than he did. I don't know. To me, it's like, how do you make it through Manhattan? (laughs) 
how can you how can you get through Brooklyn yeah. if you can't walk up a trail? That's true. That's true. You're like the lack of crackheads gave me a false sense of security. <laughs> I always take a left at the crackhead Steve. <laughs> That's how you know how to get home. <laughs> yeah, there was no heroin needles. <laughs> I followed a trail. I left a trail of needles to get home. Warning: Unless you are an experienced alpine mountaineer, do not attempt Humphreys Peak in the winter. There is so much snow that it's difficult to follow the trail and very easy to fall off of it. Moreover, the wind is absolutely brutal, Philip Vasto said in an online post. The thing is, in the snow, don't you just leave your own trail? Like, you should just be able to follow it backwards. Not unless it's snowing and then it comes over your tracks. But then you still have tracks. Your tracks will last for a while. You ever, like, walk through I walk so softly. (laughs) I very rarely leave tracks. You wear your snowshoes. (laughs) The 28-year-old Brooklyn man first called 911 last Wednesday at about 7 p.m. to say he got lost while hiking on Humphreys Trail on the San Francisco Peaks overlooking Flagstaff, the Coconino County Sheriff's Office said in a statement. I like how he's like, they're like, where are you? I'm like, well, I can see the Sheriff's Office from where I am. (laughs) Look up to your left. I think I'm in the parking lot. I'm still in my vehicle. (laughs) I just cannot get the door open. The statement didn't identify Vasto by name, but he spoke to the Arizona Daily Sun, telling the newspaper in a story published Tuesday that he was an experienced hiker, but had underestimated the difficult conditions. So he was not an experienced hiker. Yes, it's hiker. like, I'm an experienced hiker, but I can't read a compass or uh, make can decide if it's safe enough to walk up a hill or not. <laughs> and my shoes only Velcro. <laughs> I was thinking if I start early in the morning, I'll have all the time in the world to reach the summit, Vasto said of his second attempt. The trail runs through some 5.5 miles of steep rocky terrain between the Arizona Snow Bowl Ski Resort and Humphreys Peak, the state's highest point with an elevation of 12,600 feet. I like how he's not a, he's not a quitter, though. He's like, this is that New York moxie. I, I, I'm going to do this. I got this. I, I got some pants this time. <laughs> not going to my shorts. Yeah. <laughs> During the first rescue... Track vehicles from the ski resort that travel on snow drove Vasto off the mountain and he declined medical attention. But at 5 p.m. the next day, Vasto called 911 to say he needed help after injuring himself in a fall near a ridge on the Humphreys Trail. Also in the parking lot still. <laughs> Jeez. An Arizona Department of Public Safety rescue helicopter was sent to pick up Vasto and another hiker who had stopped to help him. I like how the other hiker's like, hey, I'm just here. You're like... Hey, you, you want to save me the the hassle of hiking, uh, back, hiking, to, hiking back down? Can I just jump on that helicopter with I'm you? Al- His insurance going to pay for it. <laughs> I've always wanted to ride in a helicopter. <laughs> uh, the other hiker who stopped to help Vasto, Philip Wyatt, said it was very apparent that he wasn't prepared for the climate that he had gotten himself into. Yeah, as evidenced by the flip-flops. Wyatt decided to stay with Vasto and provided his number to the search and rescue team so that they could make contact in the likely scenario that Vasto's phone ran out of battery life because he had been using it to check his route on a trail locator app. I really respect Phil's perseverance, Wyatt told the Daily Sun. I hope that he's able to make it to the top sometime. Well, you know, as they said in the uh, the Bible, on the third day, he also had to call the police. Call a helicopter. <laughs> uh, and I hope that they take his hiking shoes away. You know? Yeah. Like they revoke the privilege of him going up on They this. take his national pass yeah. card and rip it We're up. We're going to need you to register every time you go outside. <laughs> yes. You need to hire a Sherpa wherever <laughs> they, you go. They gave him the, their, the phone number on speed dial it's like press one for help press two if you are phil (laughs) press three if you're with phil (laughs) it's just like dude like do your research hire a guide like 
come on, the, the, the New York City, just because you, that's the thing with people in New York City. They think that because they survived in New York City, they can survive anywhere. Well, that's the thing. Like, I've been in situations with people where they're sketchy and someone, they'll be like, it's okay, I'm from New York. I'm like, what is that? Like, are you, what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've survived in New York. So you've survived walking seven blocks yeah. <laughs> for 20 years. <laughs> So, you know, it's a tough decision. Do I want to have a margarita or a uh, whiskey? And they're like, it's okay. I got this. I'm from New York. I'm from New York. <laughs> I'm like, what? So you're going to buy five of my drinks for the cost of one? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, and Phil, please don't. Stop. Just stop. Yeah. You know, you're taking up resources. Buy a treadmill. And, yeah, exactly. Get like a Peloton or one of the ones where you can like, you can like walk through Greece from your home. Yeah, exactly. All right. I like it. Mm-hmm. That's it for today, folks. We want to thank you so much for listening. Where can the fine people see Louis Fox this week? This week, from the 16th through the 20th, you can catch me at the Pinal County Fair in Casa Grande, Arizona. Nice. And that's all. Where can they catch you? You can catch me. I'll be hanging out here in Seattle on the 15th and 16th, and then uh, maybe kissing some Irish people on the 17th. Nice. And uh, yeah, man, just hanging out. You know, March is uh, is my relax month. (laughs) In between the relax month. And the relaxed and then more relaxed month. <laughs> Just kicking it, man. You know, cleaning out the pond, uh, doing some some farm work, getting the horses uh, up and running. Why, so why are you cleaning the pond? Don't they do that themselves? Cleaning the pond? Yeah. What do you mean? You said you're cleaning the pond. Yeah. There's <laughs> algae and you know in the pond. Yeah. The pond that I own. I isn't like ponds in nature don't have like Matt come in and clean them. No, but they're also not being you know. Swam in by children. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I mean, well, maybe they are. I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, other than that, just hanging out, man. I'm uh, looking forward to coming back to Seattle, even though you're not going to be here. Yep. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm, I, there's, I, I miss restaurants that are here in Seattle that we can't get that type of food. In, uh, so in like Eugene. Dick's Drive-In. Yeah, Dick's. Uh, <laughs> what? Some Pagliacci pizza. <laughs> <laughs> some QFC. <laughs> yeah, I miss the QFC fried chicken so much. Uh, although I used to live in Georgetown and the best fried chicken in Seattle is at the Shell Station in Georgetown. Yeah. I never had it, but uh, my friends would attest to this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's got my seal of approval. Yeah. You've had, you've had chicken. I've there. had chicken yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's good. Huh? Yeah. Is it better than uh, what's the famous chicken? Oh, like place? a Zell's? Yeah. Yeah. I was never in a Zell's Oh, fan. see? So it is better. Yeah. All right. So Georgetown Shell Station, if you want to get chicken <laughs> you want to go and ask for marcos he makes it the best he knows how to really tighten the pressure on the pressure cooker all right folks also if you want to support this program you could do so by contributing to our patreon all you have to do is click on the patreon button on our website and that will take you to the page that will give you all the information on how to support us for as little as a few bucks a month you can get postcards from the road you can get swag you can get matt's chicken joint recommendations yeah you know it you get access to his private blog page <laughs> where he gives you tells you the best chicken in every state uh but if, uh if you have any stories that you've come across that you want us to talk about send it to us info at on and off that would be fantastic uh that's it for this week we hope you have a weird week We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast.